Welcome to another episode of the Pasco 10th War Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel, and I am thrilled that y'all tuned in for another episode. We have our sister missionaries, Sister Spencer and Sister Clasby, and it was really fun to get to know what they did before the mission. I thought I assumed kind of the typical story, but it wasn't, and so I'm excited for y'all to get to know them at another level, and I hope you enjoy. Well, sisters, welcome to my home. I'm glad you guys were able to come. So if you all don't know, we have these missionaries in our house. We have Sister Clasby and Sister Spencer. And they're going to share some insight of who they are. So, Sister Spencer, I think we're going to go with you first because we've had Sister Clasby here for a little bit. So, we're going to just get right down to it. So, you're from Idaho, correct? Yes. Okay, we're at Malat. Yes, that's what it was. And um, what was it like growing up for you? Um, pretty good. I moved around a lot. I was born in Pennsylvania, actually. <clears throat> and then I moved to Indiana. Till I was about 12 and moved to Idaho and have been there kind of ever since. <laughs> so I always get curious when people say they moved around a lot. It's always the first question is, were your parents in the military or were they big in a big company? Mm-hmm. Which one? Um, actually, my dad's family's from Indiana. My mom's from Idaho. They met at their sibling's wedding. And so we just huh. like moved back and forth from there. Really? Yeah. So it wasn't like work-related or military-related? No. <clears throat> so which one did you like more? Uh, Probably Idaho. Why? I don't really like the city, so... You don't like the city? Well, I'm definitely a city slicker coming from Las Vegas, <laughs> so... Well, um, so so growing up, so I'm assuming born and raised in the church? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, do you feel like there was a time from, I don't know... Um, like, since you're baptized to before finishing high school, do you feel like there were some pivotal moments in your life that you felt like, you know, really shaped the way you think about things now? Yeah, um, probably about four years ago, my parents got in a divorce, and that was really hard for me, and I left the church for a while, actually, probably for a year. Huh. Um, when was that? Like, my senior year of high school okay and I kind of didn't know where to turn um when they say like you need to base your testimony off of your own knowledge instead of other people's that's so true because Mm -hmm. I didn't know what to believe in anymore so um that definitely changed my way of thinking and kind of made me gain my own testimony for myself so what did you do? I mean, that and how long did this go on for? That's 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 a lot, man. Like, yeah. like my parents split. They got divorced when I was a baby, so I don't mm-hmm. I don't have any memory of that. So, what about you? Yeah. Um. So, my dad and my mom were very strong in the church, <clears throat> and when my parents got divorced, my dad left the church mm. and was like, um, totally, completely against it. So I went out to college and um, decided I'd go back to church and find out for myself if I thought it was true. And I just had um, really good friends that helped me see why it was important, and that's kind of why I'm on a mission right now. So. What, what ignited that, uh, that curious thought about wanting to go back? I mean, do you feel like it was just sort of out of routine? You just felt like, well, I haven't been in church for a while, so... 
probably should go back or was there something more pressing on your mind about um, something missing or you wanted more of something I mean yeah what got your curiosity going um I, w I think it was my sister and my mom um, I would talk to them all the time and they just told me how happy they were and different things going on in their lives and I was like what's different for me because hmm. I'm doing the same things they are right so I like analyzed what was different and I wasn't going to church and I wasn't hmm. fulfilling my responsibilities in that and so I decided to go back and all of a sudden my attitude changed and my life changed and so yeah so how long do you feel like you were sort of quote-unquote away from the church or not being active or however you want to phrase it how long was that for just a year okay about, yeah hmm what do you feel like if if you had to go back to that to the sister spencer before you left and kind of making that decision of i'm just not going to go anymore what would you tell that person um Um, I would say that you shouldn't just give up on something right away just because it feels like it's not true. Um, I knew like deep down that it was, um, but I worried because my whole life was falling apart, then why shouldn't this too? Mm. Um, everything was giving out, so I felt like I couldn't hold anything in one place. Wow. Well, I think that speaks lots of volumes to your character and your maturity. I think most missionaries that have some conversion story, regardless whether they were born or raised in the church, some conversion story is what really makes them a good missionary. I think that's why you, you connect well with other people. So that's pretty cool. Thank you. Now, you're not just, uh, that's not just the only part of your story, though. <laughs> you also sing, or still sing, really. So tell, tell us more about that. You said you were singing competitions. Yeah. So this is the time not to be bashful or humble about it. You could just say straight up how it is and nobody can say otherwise. <laughs> okay. I started singing when I was like three, which is what everybody says. I, feel I was like. going to say like, doesn't every child start at three? <laughs> yes. But um, my first singing competition, I was five and my town does this competition for the whole town and I won first place. And I sing Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. And they said I was the cutest little singer ever. <laughs> so that kind of started me loving to sing. And my grandma does singing lessons and little recitals. We would go to nursing homes and sing. And so I decided to try out for high school choir and I got into honor choir and I went to state competitions and I've been in several plays, about 10 plays with lead roles, so. Well, you don't need to be quiet about it. That's pretty cool. That's, I think everybody sings very well when they're in the shower, but not necessarily <laughs> in front of other people. Uh, so what, is there a particular genre of music you like to sing more of than others? Yes, yes. <clears throat> um, I'm not really sure what to call it, but like, Baptist choir type music. Ah, that's my soul kind music. of music. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Well, um, as a cellist, I love <clears throat> playing music out of the Romantic era. So you have the the uh, Baroque era, which is a lot of like Bach, and you have classical era, which is like Mozart, Beethoven, uh, Handel. I mean, all those guys. And then then you have the Romantic era, mm -hmm. and those are like the most passionate 
in your face. I mean, type of music that gets you to feel something. Definitely. And uh, <laughs> that's the absolute favorite genre I love to play in. I cannot do contemporary stuff. I can't do that mm. stuff. But that's none, none of us either way. But that's pretty cool. <laughs> so uh, past mission, because you're definitely going to be done at some point. Yeah. Do you want to do something more with it? Um, or do you, I... you go somewhere else? I don't know. <laughs> I haven't really thought about it, but mm. before the mission, I did singing lessons with people, and so I might go back into that. Um, just like techniques, I would teach people how mm. to breathe properly, because a lot of people don't know how. They don't. So, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I don't know, really. I haven't thought about it. So, some, some something involved in, in singing. Yeah. That's what it seems like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well... If you had to give your top three tips off the top of your head of somebody that wants to feel like they can at least sing more comfortably in church, <laughs> what do you think it would be? Um, the one number one tip is everybody's too worried <clears throat> about themselves, so don't worry if anyone's listening to you because <laughs> they're listening to themselves more. <laughs> mm. um, but just have fun with it. When people are more confident, um, they sound better. Yeah. And I don't know. How do you how do you gain that confidence? Well, that would be tip number three. How do you gain that confidence? Realize that Heavenly Father gave you the voice that you have, and everyone's unique for a reason. Hmm. So that's what I had to figure out for myself. I think that's pretty cool. That's yeah. pretty cool. So you're gonna try to stay in Mullad, Idaho, or do you think you're gonna go somewhere else after after you're done? I'm probably gonna go to school. <laughs> Me and Sister Clasby might be roommates, so oh, possibly. That, that's happened. That's happened. <laughs> well, thanks. I appreciate it. We're going to have to come back to some of that. Yeah. Now, Sister Clasby, how long have you been in the ward for? Uh, Just before Christmas, so four months. Really? That long? Yeah-ish. Four, wow. five months. Mm, that's crazy. Like that. So, and where are you originally from? Orem, Utah. Hmm. Yep. Same place as Provo, next to BYU. Thanks for that. Yeah. <laughs> My wife would always look at me, Brooke would always look at me and say, come on, Danny, we've been to Utah. And every time I yeah. still don't know all the areas in Utah. But either way, and so what did, you had a really, really cool job, before, you know, before you come in on the mission. So mm -hmm. what did you do beforehand? Um, before the mission, I worked at Warner Brothers as a video game tester. I video game tested Hogwarts Legacy. Okay. And then after nine months of testing, I became a producer over their marketing team and created gameplay trailers for them that were sent out to Sony for the whole world to see. Well, that is amazing. I don't. That's really cool. Um, my brother plays that game. Um, so I, that by itself, you feel, I think sometimes sometimes people think, well, you probably just have fun at work. Which I'm sure you do, but how much of it was work work of meeting demands and, and things like that? Actually, the majority of it was more just trying to meet deadlines and kind of work with people. Sometimes people didn't really want to work too easily with you. And so a lot of it was trying to meet people's needs and understand kind of how they work and how you can best adjust your workflow to kind of help them become better, help them mm. improve. Um was it a lot of it, like a lot of people you work with were your age group? No, all of them were older than me by about 10, 15 years. Huh. Yeah, a lot of them, it, I think the hardest thing was a lot of them looked at me and they're like, oh, 
you're only 19. Mm. Why do I have to listen to you? Um, so I got a lot of pushback there. But in that, it taught me how to kind of go at it with a more mature mindset of how can I kind of match these people that I'm working with Yeah. so that they can kind of gain that respect and kind of see that they can still learn from somebody who's younger than them. Well, I feel like sometimes, especially in movies and shows, you, you have these big office, huge office buildings with a, a video game company, um, and you, you see all these kids work in there. So that's kind of what was was the image I had in my mind when you were telling me that, and it's kind of striking that most of them are older than you mm-hmm. in that way. I would think majority of the people are really your age group versus older. Most of them were graduated from college and had had degrees in what they were doing, so... Hmm. Interesting. So how'd you get into that? Um, I had a friend whose dad was the head animator there, and he said they were looking for quality assurance testers, and that's how I kind of started out, was just applied, and they taught me on the job kind of how to um, kind of track bugs and play the game. And then after I did that, a passion of mine is just to kind of help organize. I love spreadsheets, um, and I love just organizing things, and I feel like I can do a lot of that all at once. Yeah. And so, um, to become a producer, they had hired on a couple people, but no one really could stick because it was a lot of time demands, working like 80-hour work weeks, families, or people who were older. You say 80? 80-hour work weeks. Man, that is quite a bit. Yeah. Um, but I was, didn't have a family. I didn't have anything (laughs) really to do. (laughs) So, it worked for me just to be able to spend my time doing what I loved to do which was just organizing and working with people. So. Hmm. Interesting. So looking back on that, I'm starting young sister, Clasby, what would you tell her just when you were, if you know, you were able to tell yourself some, something before you started, like knowing you're about to start that job? I think the biggest thing I would have told myself is to not stress out about it. Um, that just to kind of, take it and run and realize kind of what I can offer is something great that a lot of people maybe don't have. Um, And so just to be a little more confident and to take it and kind of run with it. Hmm. I I think sometimes uh, a lot of people that don't know missionaries or the scene missionaries or people that never had the chance to serve missions that are in the the church, uh, I, I think there's always this uh, kind of expectation or assumptions about people that have the tags on and that represent Jesus Christ. And and I, I think the beauty of getting to know you get both is to really see the, the person behind the name tag, which is really the person that you're, you're being anyways. So it's nice to hear sort of the things you guys do, right? Singing, didn't had no idea your parents got divorced, so thanks for sharing that. And then <laughs> your ancestor class be about working with video games and and i think sometimes that beats some some stereotypes as well so i think that's that's pretty cool um how do you feel like the things you learned in that work environment and being on a mission um, besides the obvious of organization and planning and things like that that's kind of already a gimme but what deeper things do you feel like you're applying now that you can see how you were you were prepared to come on a mission I think a lot of it is recognizing different gifts and talents that God has given me. Um, Learning how to take things that I thought were weaknesses and making them into strengths, like having ADHD, being able to do a lot at once, but at the same time, it's really hard to focus. 
It's hard to sit and do one thing at one time. But something I've learned, especially like at Warner Brothers and that work environment that has helped out here is learning how to change, not change it, but to accept what I have to deal with and use that strength to do a lot at once and to see things that other people don't see more yeah. so out here. Yeah, that's quite a bit. Do, do you feel, do you think you're going to go back in the, in, into that industry? Probably. Um, How do you think you approach it differently? I think the way I approach it differently is just being more time manageable um, and being like knowing actually how to study and set time apart for separate tasks because the mission has definitely taught me how to like take it hour by hour, little by little, um, and not trying to do everything all at once. Mm, so true. Um, I think I would approach it differently that way is just trying to accomplish little tasks going step by step um, to get to the bigger picture. Developing those habits. Developing habits. That's, that's what it sounds like. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is exactly what it is. <laughs> huh. And... And Sister Spencer going into possibly singing or teaching singing or just really anything. What do you feel like the things from your mission you feel like you're going to apply into now or to then? Um, I would say on the mission I've learned to have a lot more confidence and to help others see that they should have confidence as well. Um, because I didn't realize... Um, how much the world struggle, struggles with feeling like they're good enough. And so I think... You feel like that's pretty common? Or at least yeah. you're coming to find that out? That, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, and I feel like more people should be confident in themselves. So I think that's what I will go into it with. <laughs> I like it. Do you... And this is for both of you now. If you could tell everybody what you want them to know more about you be good for them to know to really be understood that's a that's a hard question <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think something that I would say is at least for me recognizing like yeah we're missionaries but we're also members we're also just people that are out here giving time to the Lord but we are still relatable we still have individual uniqueness talents and we can be ourselves and sometimes it you just have to get to know us a little bit. <laughs> ah, but, yeah. yeah, I don't know, just realizing that we are just individuals. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like Sister Clasby said, I think that's definitely something that people don't understand or, or I guess recognize is that we are people too. <laughs> hmm. We're not um, robots. And um, I think... People don't realize that we have feelings as well and simple interactions that we might have could affect our entire week. Getting to know you too uh, more little by little is something that you are you'll never second guess a chance to help somebody out mm -hmm. and that's something that I I appreciate being on the recipient end helping me out helping me out with uh, certain things around my yard <laughs> Um, and, and just record, and it's just nice to have that. Cause I think sometimes, you know, as a member of the church, of Jesus Christ, the Latter-day Saints, we get so caught up about rolling up our sleeves and going to work. And we forget that there are other people to help us get to work as well. And that you guys are, you two are being, becoming resilient within yourselves 
and helping others to do the same. So that's something I appreciate. Well, I think both of you guys have really unique stories from two different worlds, but it's really cool to see how both of you work. And I think we can't end this without asking me a last question, and that's how do you find Christ in everyday life? Um, I think I find Christ in the simple things. Um, on the mission, you really have to um, see the happy side and um, look at the positive things. So something that I tell people is, well, I love when the sun shines because it tells me Heavenly Father loves me. Hmm. Um, and anything, like someone might wave at us and it's like, oh, thank you, Heavenly Father. <laughs> but it's, <laughs> Thank I goodness, somebody sees me. <laughs> taking, taking the graces that have been given you is huge. Hmm, that's good. I think for me it's similar, just recognizing that it's not as complicated as people make it out to be. How like, so? Like the gospel, Jesus Christ, everything he teaches is so simple. And it's right in front of us. Any good thing is from Christ. It's from God. It's It shows that he is real, that he is there. And so the more that we can find joy, even in just the little moments, and recording those, writing those down, the more that we can see that Christ is there. God is there. He knows what we need, and he knows each and every one of us personally. And that's how I remember him every day. Well, I think that's great from both of you. Well, I appreciate you guys taking the time to swing by and do a quick recording. I'm sure the ward's going to appreciate that, and uh, hopefully they'll see you a little bit differently now that they know your, your backgrounds. Who knows? You might, you might get asked to sing. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, thanks for hopping on, you guys. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. And there you have it. Thanks for tuning in. I'm glad you all were able to enjoy this short episode. I can't wait for y'all to tune in for the next one.